And thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is Monday, June 6th, 2022. Your host this week, myself, Lee and Reed. Hi, hello. We're back. We won't let a peck torn from the bone stop us uh, from working a four-star match with Seth Rollins. It was, it was pretty good. Did you check it out at all? No. My, uh, the Hell in the Cell? No, I don't. I haven't no. watched a lot of wrestling for like a year now, basically. Like, Just as well. Like, I'll, ch- I'll check out like... I, I know what happened, just like I know what happens in AEW and New Japan and all these places. I just don't, like, watch it. Sure. They got a real situation in AEW with CM Punk uh, taking a knee here after just winning the championship. Now they're going to crown an interim champion at the uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view, and it could be a New Japan guy. Who knows? Sure. Hopefully it's not Goto. You know, we <laughs> can talk about video games, but first, I gotta talk about Star Wars. I gotta, I gotta get philosophical on you. It, 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 time and again so since we last recorded which is quite a while ago already uh obi-wan show is uh is, is the fourth episode just dropped or is that coming this, God, week this is gonna be half the fucking episode <laughs> no it won't i promise it won't uh and then stranger things uh season four part one uh has dropped and i've watched all of it and uh i'm watching stranger things and i'm i'm realizing that i care more about stranger things than I have ever cared about anything Star Wars or MCU. I I care about the characters more. I care about all the subplots. Like I, there's not a character. You know, you watch other shows. Even Game of Thrones had had this to some extent, where they would throw to a subplot, and you'd be like, "Well, that was a wasted ten minutes. I don't really give a shit at all what's happening to this character." Stranger Things doesn't have that at all, and it's gripping. And I realized that I love the characters i like the plot i love the pacing i love the, how they're all tying it together and what they're doing with this season of stranger things meanwhile in star wars the thing i love about star wars is the star wars is the things you recognize is the universe even since i was a little kid and you first watched star wars i don't give two fucks about luke skywalker and leia and all these characters i care about the universe that it sets up and imagining yourself functioning in that universe or imagining what it would be like to live in the, in the galaxies of star Wars. Um, you have different feelings on this Obi-Wan show than I do, but I'm just, so I'm like, do I even like star Wars? So I'm sitting here and I'm like, star Wars Jedi fallen order is on game pass. I've already bounced off that game once, but in, in terms of things that are star Wars that people objectively liked, even if you don't currently like the current product of Star Wars, that, I would say, is at the top of the list of something that anyone can walk up and get into. So I re-download this fucking game, and I I pop a few hours in it, I swear to God, I'm at the same spot I was uh, the last time I was playing it. I'm like, I don't like this game. This game is bad. If I wanted to play this kind of game, I'll go play Dark Souls or Bloodborne or or fucking Elden Ring now. Uh, The the gameplay doesn't work on me. The lightsaber-y stuff and the enemies and the universe just fucking washes over me now and i have no interest in star wars read your thoughts <laughs> i mean i don't think this is a surprise to anybody who's <laughs> who's paid attention to you or what you've said about star wars in the 200 episodes that we've done of this podcast that you don't give a fuck <laughs> feels about, like 200 episodes that you don't give yeah. a fuck about star wars i so i don't think that's a surprise to anybody uh yeah to the surprise of also absolutely nobody stranger things is a more well-produced prod, uh, product or TV show than sure. your cliche MCU slash Star Wars ones. 
because they're going for different things. MCU and Star Wars is to sell the brand and and to create moments for fans to pop for, and that's that's what it does, unfortunately. It's but gonna whatever. cost the same amount of money either way. Why? So, like, the thing I do like in Jedi Fallen Order is the Inquisitors and the Empire seems dangerous, and they seem they're they're an imposing threat. Sure. This fucking Obi Wan show, dude. The Empire seems. Like a, a, a bunch of jokers, like these fuck light spoilers for the first few episodes of Obi Wan. These fucking stormtroopers exist just to be shot in the back of the head. Uh, like the fucking Inquisitors and fucking Vader roll into town, start choking people uh, that can't defend themselves. It's so I find it bad. What? I find <laughs> I, I don't see a threat in the in the villains. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. take them seriously. Yeah, I, like I can I can understand just viewing the Inquisitors as a little goofy. You have to understand a few things. First of all, like the Empire choking innocent people is like that's been in all Star Wars Lee. Like where the fuck have you yes. been? No, like, it's dumb then, and it's extra dumb now. Right, I'm just saying, like, you can't just, like, they've always been portrayed as cartoonishly evil. You can't get mad about it now when it's, when that's been the fucking norm for them since A New Hope. They blew up a planet, Lee. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, but like, Grand Moff Tarkin's, like, a badass. Like, he's a, he's, that motherfucker's a threat I'm just saying that, like, it's laser. a silly thing to get upset about when they've always been portrayed as cartoonishly evil. Like... Right, but the... On the flip side of that, you're watching a Stranger Things, and the villain is mysterious. You, the villain's doing absolutely heinous, evil things, and there's a motive there, and but, finding the motive is part of the mystery. But, but that's completely different from the situation with Obi Wan, where we know sure. like, the whole purpose of it is that we know the villain is Darth Vader. Like, right? I'm just so why make the show? <laughs> because we already know people want everything to see that's going to happen. Like, I'm not saying it's like fucking groundbreaking shit or anything but like it is what it is like it's not like the fucking it's not the worst thing in the world how about that how about that for a review it's so not... my wife's not a big not up on the star wars she's yeah. seen the star wars doesn't really give a shit either way uh and we're watching this show and i'm basically tell as as obi-wan spoilers is being <laughs> lit on fire <laughs> i'm like well uh we know he's fine and she says, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, he's in A New Hope. He's in a, mo- a movie that takes place after this. And she's like, oh. Well, and then she just went on her phone. Like, she had no interest in the in the plot after that. I'm like, but everybody who's watched Star Wars knows this. So why not go out of your way to tell something? Why not surprise us with, uh, man, fuck. Dude, the show. that show bad? Like, it's not <laughs> bad at all. It's fine. It's It's fine. Like it, and, yeah, but it's like sh- so aggressively fine. But dude, like and but dude, we've talked about this countless times, and it's the number one criticism online too is that people want fresh stories in Star Wars, but like that's not what sells. Like why? You're like why make this show to sell Disney Plus subscriptions because everybody who likes Obi Wan is gonna be like I gotta watch the Obi Wan show, like. I mean, yeah, it did Gangbusters. They're yeah, already these, doing a second season of the fucking Obi-Wan yeah, show. Yeah, like, so. so you're answering your own questions here, Lee. You're like, why did they make this show? For money. Am I frustrated that people like bad things? Is that, is that it's not I'm even, so like, it's not even upsettingly bad. Like, it wasn't, like, Boba Fett bad. It's not, like, fucking, like, it's fine. Like, it's totally, what it, it's just, it's fine. Like, I don't understand what's so fucking, 
like besides like yeah besides like a cheesy a cheesy chase scene with a kid but they get the kid anyway so who gives a fuck like i liked everybody online who was like i would have grabbed that kid no problem i would have kidnapped that kid (laughs) yeah and it's like it's like who even gives a shit like it's fine ian mcgregor's fun he's always fun to watch you know it's it's fine anybody who's ever watched clone wars like the television show um Hmm. It gets a lot of praise, right? You know what I mean? A lot of people praise yep. Clone Wars. Because... The first thing anyone te- tells me when I say I hate Star Wars now is, oh, you should watch the animated Clone Wars No, show. you shouldn't. You'd fucking hate it. Um, okay. I'm not going to. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you the Jedi truth. Fallen Order, I'm so. going to tell you the truth about Clone Wars, okay? It's, it's, oh, shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's all okay, fine. The reason why people <laughs> love it so much is because the prequels are devoid of any... Like subtle character develop or devoid of any subtle character development, like it's all off screen or immediate, like it is with Anakin turning yes. to the dark side, right? Uh, yeah. It's all devoid of humor. It's all devoid of people talking like human beings. You know what I mean? So Clone Wars is like, what if we just made all these characters like speak like regular people and develop as characters and have relationships? Like it's not oh, like Stranger Things. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. Like it's not like. It's not like fucking rocket science what they did. They just, like, they made a TV show with characters and they gave a shit about the plot and what was going to happen. So in comparison to the prequels and, like, all the Star Wars content we've had for, like, the last 20 years before the Disney acquisition, it was like, holy fuck, this is wild. This is good. But it's really just yeah. fine. But, like, it's a, it's like a variety show, right? So, like, you got some bad episodes and some good episodes. But, like... Like, if you put it up next to something like, like, the Spectacular Spider-Man, like, that cartoon that came out in 2018 or something like that. Like, sure. Like, they're comparable in the sense that, like, oh, so this is just a kid's TV show, but, like, it's very competently written, and that's why it's good. But you would hate it because it still has all of the Star Wars. The it's still Star Wars. It's, it's, yeah. all, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, glazed over in prequel style, you know what I mean, too? So... Lots of droids yeah. and weird-looking aliens and, like, like subtle racist, racist stereotypes. Subtle? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you fucking hate it. But, hey, Fallen Order yeah. is, is also fine. The worst thing about it is the story and, like, another error that Obi-Wan... It, like, this is, has nothing to do with Obi-Wan specifically because I like Obi-Wan the character. But I'm sick sure. of shows in general or things that happen in between episodes three and four. I think it's the most boring fucking time period. To... We'll have known every literal second of things that yeah. transpire between those two yeah. movies at a certain point. Like That's why I always say my favorite Star Wars content is the video games. Hey, speaking of which, Knights of the Old Republic 2 coming into the Nintendo Switch. Uh, sure. in, in a move that might be a first... Uh, they're taking a fan-made patch and and releasing it as official DLC. Um, it's, I mean, that's how we got mounted combat in Skyrim. Yes, so we just it's took a mod and so, just <laughs> bought so, it. So it's um, yeah, they're they're officially releasing the content restoration patch for sure. uh, for that game when it comes up. But yeah, what I love, but what you love about it is that it's so far removed from current Star Wars canon. They can just do whatever the fuck they want, and nothing of it. I mean. Technically, yeah, I don't mind Mandalorian. I, in fact, enjoyed a lot of Mandalorian. Uh, but also, I think the characters are kind of left to develop on their own, and for the most part, they kept that plot uh, on its own, devoid of I- implications in the Skywalker saga, if you want to call it that. And when you're a kid and you're playing with action figures, in my opinion, 
or in my experience anyway, playing with you know a bunch of kids with Star Wars action figures, you're never playing the plot of the movies. You're never playing. You're maybe rarely playing Rebels versus Empire, but usually you're just playing for playing's sake in the Star Wars universe with the ships and the characters and the visuals and the lightsabers are cool if you take them away from Jedi. If they're just a thing that exists in the world and some people have them and some people don't. Uh, the the way, the, the mythos they keep building around Star Wars and the specifically the Skywalker saga years is just so fucking beat to death. I can't. I can't anymore. Reed. Yeah, I need. I'm done. I need. Everybody says you need to watch Clone Wars. What you actually need to do is sit down and play Kotar too, because I think you'd fucking apparently because it's in a time where all Jedi are extinct, but it's not like a whoa Jedi. I've never heard. Of... No, everybody's like fuck Jedi. Jedi's are pieces of shit. So everywhere yeah, you go, that's what I'm talking everybody about. you go, everybody, everybody hates Jedi, <laughs> and Jedi are all pretty much extinct. Uh, and it's just a good fucking game, full of characters that develop and have relationships. You know, right. like classic Bioware stuff. Yeah. Good game. Yeah, play, so that, like, play that game when it comes out on the Switch. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything for Stranger Things for you, but you've watched the first episode at least. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So that that opens with a massacre at the Hawkins lab, right? Yeah, that's right. And and you're, 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 you're shown, uh, and they call back to it before the end of the, the first part, uh, you're shown Eleven and you're shown that she's not the only one uh, that was that was in this lab and that... There was a whole bunch of shit going on there, and and you you it's it's the new mystery of this season. Well, what are they what are they showing us? What what does this mean? And if you compare that, if you contrast that with the Jedi, uh, which I can't help but do, I'm like, here's a new interesting thing that you're introducing into the background of the plot. That's not the driving part of the plot. And there's all these other characters and all these other happenings in the man. I can't praise that fucking season of Stranger Things enough. Uh, and it's so crazy to think about season two of Stranger Things. And how fucking off the wall they started to get with that ship, but then brought like brought it back. Um, hey, but enjoy your TV shows, enjoy your Star Wars, Daredevil season uh, three, in, better or worse? Stranger Things season three? No, uh, no I would Daredevil say, season three. Oh, <laughs> oh. So I, <laughs> so I was thinking about this, and Daredevil season three is easily my favorite Marvel thing uh, since Disney has either owned or licensed out Marvel products. Daredevil Seasons 3 is number one with, absolutely, out of everything. Avengers, every other show they've made, Daredevil Season 3. Uh, Stranger Things, it, it offers something, of course, very different. It's uh, supernatural. It's, um, it, uh, ooh, this, uh, that's a tough one, Reed. Yeah. That's really a tough one. In, ter- in terms of, like, really gripping me, they're, they're equal. Like, I wanted to get to the end of both of those things. I've never watched a show while I was making breakfast. Like, I wanted to finish the plot of Daredevil Season 3 so bad that I just had I just had a laptop on. I was carrying it around the house with me. Like, going for a shit. Just, I can't, I can't miss 10 minutes of Daredevil. Uh, it's so fucking good. And I'm like, why can't Star Wars be this? Why can't there be something this quality in the Star Wars universe? There's no reason yeah, you're right. you can't make up a character you're and right. make them this riveting. Yeah, you're right. Hey, hey, Lee, you never know. That that Cassian Andor show, <laughs> maybe it'll surprise you. It'll be just... No, it'll be gripping. but you've already fucked up because you've already shown how it ends. Yeah, the he thing dies. about the Star Wars... He fucking dies. Is, we yeah, know we, he dies. <laughs> we, can't, we can't tell any story in the Star Wars without you knowing who the character is, where they're going, or where they're from. And that's the... That's the crux of it, is you can't just tell a story devoid in a, in a galaxy far, far away, devoid of the Skywalker saga. It's got to come back to Jedi's. Yeah. It's got to come back to the Empire versus the Rebels. <laughs> Let's have a... Uh, Fuck's sake. We'll have it ending with Cassian Andor punching, I don't know, like Darth Vader yelling, this galaxy beat you, I beat you. Like, the... <laughs> 
but he's screaming it and spitting. Yeah. Uh, this this season, this Stranger Things thing, and you're going to get there. It it fucking has a twist at the end of part one, which you have to have. If you're going to leave a cliffhanger uh, to get people to come back July first for volume two. That's their free plug on this. They 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 reveal part of the mystery to you, and they are like, no, we're we're paying. If you've been watching Stranger Things since season one. We're going to AW your ass. We're going to do some long-term storytelling here. We're going to wrap something back around, and you'll never know if we intended it to be this way or not. Uh, and that's the best. Star Wars doesn't do any of that. Star Wars is working to an end, and they're like, what can we get away with? Can we have Obi-Wan fight Vader? Well, we're fucking going to, because the only reason people are watching this show is for that, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've already blown their wad on that. So have Cal Kestis well, no, show no. up and you, high-five Obi-Wan. Have... In Obi-Wan, they had, their, they had their fight first where Obi-Wan's a coward, but they're going to have their fight later where Obi-Wan regains back his courage. You know what I mean? Yes, and no one wins because they ultimately have another duel in yeah, New that's Hope. Right. So that's right. And they're gonna have some line in that in that second fight in the Obi Wan series, where Obi Wan's gonna be like, "You're still the learner, Anakin." So then that line in A New Hope, where he goes, "You, I was but the learner, and you were the master." So that line will yeah. make sense again. I call me if in the Obi Wan TV show he cuts off his legs again. <laughs> <laughs> like if that fucking happens again, uh, call me. Because that would be... I think it's weird that Vader's got a throne room castle on Mustafar. Like, he can look out the window and he's like, over there. It's just... Yeah, where all my skin was to, rendered to my Yeah, body. it's to feel his hate and therefore his power on the dark side. Yes. And uh, also... So you can watch the, he asked the conclusion Palpa- of Northman. Yeah, he also asked Palpatine <laughs> for it after uh, this shit happened because he was, like, super... He's like, I need to punish myself for being... For killing kids and killing Padme, so I'm gonna live on this yeah. fucking lava planet. Sure. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough. Let's talk about video games. Let's talk about the real enemy, and that's Nazis uh, in Sniper Elite Five. Uh, we've both played this game. It's it's on Game Pass for PC or Xbox. We haven't uh, joined forces as Chad and Chad Sniper uh, to take out some Nazis just yet. That's still to come, but uh, that game's really solid. If you've played a fucking Sniper Elite, you know exactly what you're getting in this game. Yeah, did we not talk about uh, this last week? No. Oh. I don't think so. Yeah, well, we, we it both... It just picked... come out. It was May 19th or yeah. whatever we last recorded. Well, Man, it's we been bo- a while. Well, we both picked up uh, Sniper Elite 5 on Game Pass. Yes. And by all accounts, yes, it is, in fact, cross-play. Um, but yeah, I also played a little bit of it. I haven't played it since I recorded a big video for that. Check that out on my YouTube. It's a really fucking awesome video. Um, yeah. We had just downloaded it. It was May 26th we last recorded, so we would have it just came out then. Yeah, it's classic Sniper Elite action with the added gimmick of Dark Souls invasions in the form of Jaeger snipers, where you can go into yes. other players' campaigns if they have the option toggled on, of course. And you yeah, can take, they're not pussies. Yeah, you can take them on in sniper to, <laughs> sniper versus sniper fights within uh, within their campaign. It's pretty cool. You can unlock specific mm-hmm. gear for that character, and yeah, that's that's neat. That's a cool gimmick. Yeah, there's a survival mode which I haven't touched. Uh, there's something else too. There's, like there's a multi, like a yeah, proper multiplayer. multiplayer online, and those will have a bunch of different uh, modes like your classic team deathmatch, but the classic sniper elite mode, which is no cross, which is basically a giant fence in the middle which prevents people from crossing over sides and then it's basically just pure snipe sniping action versus teams so you can like use binoculars to mark enemies for your teammates so everybody focuses on him or you can just take out enemies one by one with your own sniper um but and of course there's a glint whenever you snipe so you can see where people are coming from at and stuff like that Uh, 
and in the third level of the campaign, you have enemy snipers, like just AI snipers, and that that kind of introduces that as well. That they're going to be up in towers, and you can see the glint of their scope. Yeah, uh, when they're looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Good game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you a unlock game. a ton of customizable stuff for your. Uh, you unlock guns. You unlock. Uh, you can pick up enemy weapons, of course, and they have just random add-ons on them. Uh, but you can get silencers and all kinds of stuff, and all the all the drop off and stuff is tracked on the higher difficulties. You have to manage the. Uh, drop off in like distances and stuff yourself which is uh, hardcore and really awesome especially if you're playing against other players uh, in the ca- campaign though if you're just playing for fun I say play on normal difficulty so it actually shows you uh, on your scope when you hold your breath it shows you where the drop off exactly is going to be and then get yourself some silencers and just uh, go wild they uh, the AI like the the if you alert uh, let's say a compound full of Nazis uh, the way they kind of descend upon you and the way they kind of like uh, like kind of come from other parts of the map on top of you, you'll get overwhelmed very quickly. Uh, so it is a game of cat and mouse and you're hiding, hiding in bushes and behind doors and stuff like that. Uh, the close quarters stuff is kind of interesting in those games because obviously it doesn't lend itself very well uh, to the long range sniping. But it mixes up the gameplay and kind of reminds me... Uh, now, hold on now, uh, kind of reminds me of Metal Gear Solid Five. I was going to say Phantom Pain. <laughs> yeah, but not but not nearly as, as intricate. Kinetic. Yeah, intricate y- yes. and complicated. But yeah, it has it has a good little, you know, you have your sidearm, you have a little submachine gun that you can use, along with a variety of gadgets, such as bottles for to distract. Mm. You have Molotov cocktails, grenades, landmines. Mines, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. The, the, the actual, like, traps and things you can set get as complicated as setting a mine and, like, distracting someone over there or something like that. But you can't do anything else too crazy. But like, of course, yeah, but of course, (laughs) uh, you have the awesome things back for Sniper Elite that are expected, such as the X-ray cam. Uh, It's like super cool, especially when you blow up a car with a grenade and you can see all the shrapnel go out and uh, kill people with all the shrapnel (laughs) going into their skull (laughs) and stuff like that. It's super fucking cool like that. And it's basically, yeah, it's more of a, it tries to go more of a stealth action orientation. Did you say morb? Yeah, trying to morbs over to to stealth action game yeah but yeah it's it's a good little game i don't know is it a full price title or budget title yes it's a it's an 80 dollar canadian game if you don't get it on game pass you have lots of you have lots of modes now between uh invasion campaign survival and multiplayer like if you like this kind of game you could probably get your money out of it i have had no performance issues myself online um yeah the game has performed very well for me so that's Sniper Elite 5. Let's talk about a bad game. It's called Pac-Man Museum Plus. Uh, oh this thing's God. also on Game Pass, coincidentally. Uh, it's on most everything, I think. This is a compilation of, I believe, 14 Pac-Man games spanning too many years. Uh, and it's all the arcade games, and it's including uh, some Japanese arcade games that I personally haven't played before. Uh, some of the stuff in here is good. Uh, they do include Pac-Man Championship Edition 1 and Pac-Man uh, 256. Uh, and some other Pac-Man games, uh, like the... What was it called? Pac-Man Compilation or something like that? There's a few arcade Pac-Man games in here uh, that I had not played before and I thought were pretty rad. Uh, but for the most part, my god, are there some bad fucking Pac-Man games. You thought there was bad Sonic games. Fuck's sake. Uh, so you kind of build your own little arcade. A Pac-Man only arcade. I think if they did, I, and I, as far as I know, maybe they're planning this, do a full... Namco Museum collection where you can build the arcade out like this and play as different Namco characters. I think that'll be okay. Limiting it just to Pac-Man games is a bit interesting uh, in terms of who's playing this outside of me? Who's curious enough to be like, I'll play every arcade Pac-Man game at least once to see which of the good ones are? No one cares. Uh, So, you know, 
it's free on Game Pass. So if you like a Pac-Man, uh, go check that out. Also, Pac-Man uh, 256, which I believe is a free game on cell phones, um, is is still solid and fun to play. So that's on Game Pass. You can check that out. I, that's my review. Uh, quickly, da, 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 da. Reed, did you play anything uh, else you quickly want to mention? I know you finished your one of your Divinity playthroughs. Is oh, that, yeah, is I finally finished the Divinity Original Sin 2 playthrough. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that goddamn game. But it was making, it was dropping so many frames, not in game, but only like on my stream. My stream was dropping frames of just specifically mm. that game. I can play Sniper Elite 5, which just came out like a fucking week ago. Like, looks way more insane. Like, 10 years newer than fucking Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, and I had no drop frames at all when I was streaming that or anything like that. It was totally fine. So I, I have no idea what was up with that fucking game. But I'm fine to be moving on from that. I think next game I'm going to be playing for my stream is either going to be between Resident Evil 2 Remake because of the news of Resident Evil 4 Remake coming out. Sure. Or it's going to be a game that I picked up yesterday and played for a little bit already off stream, which is Max Payne 3, which is yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. fucking awesome video game. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to speak a little bit about that game quick. Just like... It has, like, this really, um, I don't know put my word on. It almost has, like, you know when you pl- you're you at a kid and you find, like, a really cool Flash game online and you're like, this game, like, it's fucking, like, it has, like, that kind of aspect to it in the sense that, like, it, it's very simple. Like, there's a few buttons to Mechanics the game. Mechanics-wise, yeah. yeah. It's very simple. There's a few buttons to use. And it's like a repetitive gimmick, but the gimmick and the, the the combat cycle is so satisfying and fun that you don't give a fuck. Because you're just running and picking up double Uzis to do a slow-mo dive into a group of enemies and, like, shoot them all up. And it's so fucking awesome and fun that you're, like, it's totally forgivable. Also, the game looks insanely good still on PC. Like, it looks fucking yeah. nuts. The reflections off the tiles... Um, and the general movement of it, it, it looks really, really nice, except for the cutscenes, because I think those are pre-rendered. And, oh, they're still, like, yeah, like, pre-resed or whatever, so yeah, they're, I, like, I think less, they're yeah. yeah, I think they're locked to, like, 480 or something, because it looks really fucking... <laughs> I mean, that game's fucking old, man. Yeah, that it game looks, looks a PS, PS3 yes. game. So those look bad, and then it has, like, that, like... I like the gimmick of the cutscenes, like how it's shaky, and there's, like, after effects sometimes, and it's constantly doing cuts... But after, like, an hour, like, I'm starting to get, like, all right, just, like, settle the fuck down. You're not, like, crank high voltage here, okay? I mean, that's exactly the influence, though, is, like, that weird era of action films where things were really stylized. Yeah, Man on Fire with Denzel. Yeah, and it's exactly that. Like, Max, they've turned Max Payne into, like, a washed-up action hero, uh, and he gets kind of ro- rolled up in this plot, even though he's, like, he's a he's not a... He's not a good guy. Uh, it's kind of the John McClane thing that they've done with, with subsequent diehards, except they, they kind of... I'm going to say diehard with a vengeance era, where he's like a washed-up uh, cop. His wife's left him, and he's, that's the he's one with Justin having a hard Long? time. Uh, no, that's the fourth one. That's when they t- turn John McClane into kind of more of a superhero cop. And uh, Timoth- Before that, when was- he's like he's hey, going through some rough times. <laughs> wasn't Timothy Oliphant also in that? He uh, the- he's the bad guy. Yeah. 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 Remember yeah. when Timothy yeah. Oliphant, speaking of video games, remember when Timothy Oliphant was the hitman agent? I, I We watched that movie with a couple buddies, and uh, they both fell asleep. It's, like, both of them. It's really fucking bad. And if you were like, Reed, we're going to cast someone as it was Agent 43, 
Is that what his name is? Agent 47. Agent yeah. 47. We're going to cast someone as Agent 47. Who do you think that's going to be? Timothy Oliphant would be so far down that fucking list. Like, he is a skinny boy. He's never... They, uh... You ever seen the voice actor for Agent 47? No. He, like, looks exactly like him, but he's, like, an old man. Like, yeah. He's, like, well in his... his uh, but, like, in a Hitman game, you could find a way to do something really cool with an old man Hitman. Come on, now. Make it happen. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, awful movie. But Max Payne 3, excellent game. Uh, yeah. There's a few set-piece uh, levels uh, closer to the end of that game that are just fucking, like, all-timers. Like, like th- this this level in this game will go down as an all, all-time, like, shootout level in a video game. And you'll know when you get there. Um, cool, man. Uh, what else can we talk about? Man, a ton of news. They showed off gameplay from the new Sonic game. Oh, I thought you were going to lead into Resident Evil. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're getting there. (laughs) No, we're going to start with the shit. We're going to shuffle some shit first. Uh, Sonic fans plead with Sega to delay Sonic Frontiers after two meh trailers. Uh, Basically, they come out with this trailer. They show Sonic in a giant empty environment that is littered with rails and stuff for Sonic to grind on. And it's just like, you know, Sonic team. So I'm, I'm devoid. I'm on the outside of the Sonic cycle. People see Sonic Frontiers, they see a little teaser trailer, and they're like, oh my god, open world Sonic game, here we go. And Sega wouldn't just take an open world Sonic game and make it look like Sonic levels of yesteryear, or Sonic Adventure even, and just kind of ex- like kind of blow that up. Take something that's good, take something that's quantified and that people like, uh, and turn it into an open world game. No, instead, uh, they're going to do this this big, open, empty fucking world uh like people are basically saying like hey that roblox sonic uh pack that just came out is better looking than this uh and i would have to mostly agree with them uh what do you need to make a good sonic game read dude i'm the worst person to ask about this i haven't played any fucking sonic games the uh the answer is momentum yeah fast Uh, it's not even a sense it's not yeah it's acceleration it's not even a sense of speed and top speed it's how quickly can the character get up to speed and then levels uh that accommodate that dude you can quickly move around that aren't necessary yeah sorry death stranding uh yes death stranding but sonic yeah just Uh, like you're not even but sonic yes yes Give me, shul- like, the shoulder buttons should control his legs, uh, and I should be able to turn with the shoulder buttons. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But then make the levels based on Sonic levels. Make Green Hell Zone. And then if you go far enough in this direction in Green Hell Zone, you get to a new zone. And it's just open world, and you're doing Sonic shit. Doesn't seem hard to do. That's right, Sonic. Her. Your mother. The your pres- mother. The president <laughs> of the United States. Sonic's like, I gotta kiss her. And you're like, no, Sonic. <laughs> uh, it's not all bad, though. Uh, Sega, if you don't know, Sonic uh, 06, he kisses a human lady. Oh, that's fucked uh, up. And the internet's been fucked up about that for a long time. Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. It should be fucked up about that. Sonic shouldn't be kissing anyone. His only his only partner is uh, Speed. The, the wind in his hair. Yeah. Speed. <laughs> that's all he cares about. John Marston uh, from uh, the movies. That's right. John Marston? Platonic life partners. Oh, James James Marsden? Yeah, James Marsden. John <laughs> Marsden. John, John Marsden. <laughs> Hear that? John Marsden's a killer for the Jews. Uh, <laughs> Herbert Moon. Sega uh, also announced that they're doing another mini Genesis console. This time it'll only be in Japan so far. Uh, it's going to include Sega CD games. Uh, so that's cool if you're like me and like <laughs> Sega. 
but man, that Sonic game looks rough. <laughs> Get, take some time and just go watch that fucking trailer. It looks so fucking bad. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Diablo Immortal has launched on phones. Reed, oh, I heard you... about this. Yeah, so the big headline working its way around today is that it would cost 110000 US dollars to max a character if you just do, like, the pay-to-win shit. Um, however, uh, the gameplay in the game is basically just Diablo. Like, if you've played Diablo 3, Diablo 2, and presumably the upcoming Diablo 4, uh, the gameplay is is very easy uh, to, to move over to a mobile device, and it makes you question uh, if Diablo was ever more than a mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> like... People had, remember that fucking asshole who's just like, this is going to April Fool's joke? It's like, no, fucking Diablo is the fucking joke. It's a simple ass hack and slash RPG, uh, and it lends itself very, very easily to a loot-based uh, fucking cash-driven mobile yeah, game. Yeah, I, I personally never have gone far in a Diablo game before because I just, I find nothing to it. I find it's just... You play Divinity. You play the thinking man's Diablo. Yeah, I play Divinity instead. Like, I, like... I like yeah. For example, I fought like the same enemy like five times yesterday, trying to think of a strategy that worked until I found one and it, and it felt great. As opposed to Diablo, where it just feels like you're going through pass and clicking all the buttons Hammering as quickly fucking, as you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hammering your cooldown button. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's my thoughts on Diablo. I'm not disparaging Diablo. It's fun. Uh, it's a fun co-op game. But uh, to, to now to have it distilled in such a way on a mo- in a mobile game where you're like, man, this isn't much. You can play this with a controller. It's not much different than the console or PC offerings, in my opinion. Uh, we can talk about the Pokemon trailer that dropped. So we got a new Scarlet and Violet uh, trailer. November 18th, this game will launch. We got to see some of the new Pokemon. We got to see uh, some of the gameplay, the legendaries. Uh, read your thoughts. Uh, I generally, I'm always going to be excited for a new Pokemon game, generally. So I'm likewise for here. Um, I'm glad that they didn't show off any gimmicks like Dynamax, um, Mega Evolution, or Z moves. That hopefully that gives me a bit of hope that they will just get rid of them for this fucking game. I, sure. I very much would love a competitive game that doesn't have those aspects. Um, besides that, I, I just not much. It looks just like a Pokemon thing to me. It looks like it's going to be open world from all the things they're saying about it, like a true open world game this time, not not like not like fucking Legends Arceus. Like well, in my opinion, it's going to be Legends Arceus. So, well, it's going to be something along that vein of being yeah. kind of an open world gimmick thing. So Faux open world, yeah, that looks fun. I don't know. It, it's going to be tough to say till the game's like actually out and I'm playing it. Um, because at that point, it's all about the variety of Pokemon, uh, the pace of the story and stuff like that. And then, of course, the competitive offerings, at least for a player like myself. Uh, to that end, I I finally beat Brilliant Diamond last night. Yeah, hell yeah, you did. A fucking dude. I was facing Cynthia, and she's kicking my ass so much. I'm like, I don't fucking get it. Like, <laughs> she's got life orbs, bro. Yeah, yeah. She has like really good yeah. items, and her Pokemon are way lot higher level than mine. And I didn't want to fucking grind, so I just transferred over. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, oh, come on. Yeah, I just transferred over level 100 Dialga with fucking max special attack and speed EVs and perfect IVs and all this shit from Sword and Shield. That's fucked up. Just, That's fucked up what you did. Just swept the whole fucking thing because <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this game. I just want to get it over with so I can finally go and beat Legends Arceus, get all the shit done in that. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia's uh, big, big strategy to wipe you out is she's like, I'm going to use a fast Pokemon with a life orb. 
that that's a higher level than you. So guaranteed, if I move first, I kill you. That's Cynthia's uh, gimmick. Oh yeah, like I got her down to her guard chomp a ton of times, but she just uses sword dance once and then outspeeds all of my Pokemon and wipes yeah. me out. And I'm like, okay, well, fuck me, Cynthia. right? Yeah, you have to cheat to win Pokemon. I understand. Yeah, so that's Pokemon, yeah. baby. <laughs> fuck making them your friends. Capture God and sick them on your enemies. Yeah. That's Pokemon. Uh, yeah, Scarlet and Violet looks cool. Uh, by their own account, uh, no borders between wilderness and towns. Pokemon appearing everywhere in the skies and the sea and on the streets. Uh, I've almost completed my Pokédex in Pokemon uh, Diamond or Pearl. What am I playing? Hey, so no borders, Lee. That implies not the Legends Arceus model of... That's right. That's right. Yeah. But they also said in Arceus it would be open world, and then they're like, actually, it's like Monster Hunter. You load into a zone, and then you screw around in the zone, and then you go home. Uh, so we'll see. Do you have a Celebi? Uh, no, I... Yeah, no, I don't... I don't know. So Celebi is one of the Pokemon that you can't trade on uh, on Pokemon Home for some reason. It's like, there's some legendaries that are considered double legendary, and you like can't ask for them in the GTS, even if you're offering a legendary yourself. Uh, I need a Celebi. I don't have one. Is there the GTS in Brilliant Diamond? No, no, no. I'm using Pokemon Home. Yeah, I don't don't understand what you're saying here by, like, what you mean Pokemon Home won't accept your Celebi? No, I can't I can't trade for a Celebi. I can't go into the GTS on Pokemon Home and be like, I want to offer... There's a GTS on Pokemon Home? Yeah, on the the fucking mobile app. On the mobile app? Oh, I don't have the mobile app. Bro, have you not been using the mobile app for Pokemon Home? No, I just use the fucking... All the fucking trade... All the trade stuff is locked in the mobile app. You can do GTS for three Pokemon at a time, and you can wonder trade 18 Pokemon at a time. Oh, my fucking God. I have this... You need to go get that mobile app. Yeah, apparently... (laughs) But, so um, the only issue with the mobile app is uh, the the way you have your Pokemon sorted into boxes doesn't translate one to one into the app, which seems fucking insane. But it's just the way it is. Uh, but if you make yourself a dedicated box just for your trades, so you have like extra Pokemon you've bred that you want to get rid of, uh, you can throw them in there. Um, and uh, yeah, man, do you, the mobile app you can tr- you can GTS you can request any three Pokemon at a time, and it's super active. I rarely go longer than a couple hours with someone trading me exactly what I want. Uh, but the Celebi is not something you can ask for for some reason. It's one of the uh, few Pokemon I, then. I, I want to say I have a Celebi so I can hook you up. Yeah, I'll take a Celebi, please. Well, no, uh, you have to get it back Cele- after Celebi, you fucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. After I, well, yeah, so, yeah, get the mobile app, and uh, that's where all the trade stuff is locked, man. And you also uh, unlock stuff and mystery gifts and stuff there, too. I think it's more or less the same as the Switch app, but for whatever reason, the Switch app doesn't allow you to do GTS. Why the fuck they don't? I have no idea. I have no earthly idea why uh, that doesn't work. But they it doesn't, so you have to get the mobile app. That's fucking crazy that you've been using Pokemon Home this whole time and uh, didn't know that shit was in the app. Yeah, the app sucks, but... Help, help yourself. Uh, we need to quickly get to some of the state of play stuff because we are out of time. Read Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, I'm super excited. I loved Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. I uh, played Resident Evil 4 this year for the first time. So this looks like it's going on a much more grounded horror road, which should be interesting. Hopefully they're going to beef out the content a little bit like Resident Evil 2 and like as in not cutting a lot of things because Resident Evil 3 Remake did a bit. Um, but besides that, I'm excited as fuck. Not much to say else about it. I was, uh, yeah, they, when I say they changed things, I mean, visually, what you're expecting to see versus what they show in the trailer is, uh, for me, night and day. I feel like they really did a, an awesome job rebuilding this game from the da- the ground up, and I'm excited to play it. Resident Evil 4, one of the greatest games of all time. Hell yeah. 
Leon, help! Uh, Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales will be coming to the PC. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West got a major update, as well as we got an update on Call of the Mountain, which is the new PSVR 2 game. Callisto Protocol looks fucking sick. It's going to eat Dead Space's lunch. Uh, so that Callisto Protocol is from some of the uh, previous Dead Space devs, and that's coming in December, and then the Dead Space remake's coming in January, I believe, or something like that. So uh, check out the, the, the trailer. Looks awesome. Roller Drome, another game they showed. Eternites. Uh, they showed more PSVR 2 stuff earlier on, including uh, Resident Evil Village, which already has a uh, fan mod uh, for VR on PC, but now you'll be able to play in official capacity, and you'll be able to look up at Lady Lady D, and she'll be towering over you as she steps on you. Uh, they showed a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Really not much to say. They didn't really divulge much of the story here, just more visuals, more uh, of the summons, which looked to be a major focus of this game. Uh, are the are the Final Fantasy summons the ATSTs of Final Fantasy? <laughs> yes and no. I clapped when I saw Ifrit. <laughs> yes and no, because they never do them the same any any one time except for Bahamut usually. It's, yes. it's just That's as far... usually the interesting thing in Final Fantasy is how are the summons incorporated, Yeah, right? how, how do they look? How are they incorporated? What are they like? You know, like they're way different in Final Fantasy X yeah. than they are in Final Fantasy VIII and stuff like that. So no, I would I would say it's I would say it's like the Phoenix Towns. Like I clapped when I saw Phoenix Town. Um, <laughs> or this I would guy's name Sid. No, I clapped when he's named Sid. It's definitely Biggs and Wedge. Actually, Biggs and Wedge are the I clapped guys. Sure, yeah, Biggs and Wedge. They're the, they're, yeah, so they are the more refined Final Fantasy fans. Uh, I clapped moment. Uh, but that game looks fine. Uh, you know, it's an action RPG. We'll see uh, what what it, it, it comes with. Uh, Cautiously Six. optimistic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's all you can say for any Final Fantasy game. Uh, Street Fighter VI trailer, they showed a ton of new modes. Uh, they showed a lot of characters. Uh, that game's looking pretty sick. It's coming to Xbox and stuff as well, so the player base will not be hindered uh, by being an exclusive. Not that everybody's playing on Xbox anyway, but whatever. Uh, Tunic's coming to the PlayStation. They showed a game called Season, A Letter to the Future, which has got a rad look to it. That Stray game from Annapurna is on its way. Uh, pretty good showing, really quick, under 30 minutes. Uh, so presumably Sony's got something else lined up for their own first-party games. A lot of this was third-party stuff and stuff that will be multi-plat. Uh, so it surely can't be the only thing Sony's doing. But Xbox and Bethesda are up next on June 12th, which is this coming Sunday, I believe. Uh, and then they just announced that they're going to show how big their dick is by doing an extended game showcase on June 14th and probably showing some Starfield gameplay finally uh, so we can fucking dunk on it uh, or whatever. <laughs> like, that game's got to look fucking sick at this point. Um or, or it's gonna the they will raise the ire of the uh, the internet, and then of course they named the new Dragon Age game Dragon Age Dreadwolf. This game has gone through so many uh, people leads that were originally working on this game. They finally named it. We haven't seen a single lick of gameplay from this game yet. Uh, Bioware, man, they're in rough shape after Anthem. It's it's real, real tough over there. Anyways, Summer Game Fest is here, so uh, all throughout the week there'll be tons of announcements and stuff for us to talk about next week. Um, enjoy your TV shows of choice. I highly recommend everybody go watch Stranger Things Season 4. If you haven't watched Stranger Things at all, uh, maybe go check that out. It's pretty good. Believe the hype, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, we gotta go, though. So, at Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Leotisticiceberg.com is my email address. Send us questions, topics, anything interesting you might find, if we find it interesting, might include it here on the show. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, thank you, as always, for signing up, and we'll talk to you again next week.